and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse pals have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking an I Heart Pinot Grigio Pinot Grigio, uh, which is it's quite nice, I, quite, I heart it. And joining me today we have... I'm John and I'm drinking an Apple and Elderflower Craft Cider. But it's one of those, you know, like when, when it says this is craft cider, that just makes you think it, it's not craft anything. This was churned out in some massive, awful factory. Well, whenever I whenever I hear craft cider, I just assume that the ABV is going to double. <laughs> it's come up out of a farm. Um, yeah. No, this is depressingly just four um, percent. But I can taste the elderflower, so that's nice. Mm. Delicious. And I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a delicious cold, crisp taffy apples. Ooh, just a that local one. Uh, very local. Uh, brewed in Swansea. Kickerif. That well-known town for its brewing capabilities. Actually, isn't um, where's Tiny Rebel Base? Is that Swansea or is that Newport? Uh, that's Newport. Ah, okay. Well, I'm sure Swansea's. So Swansea's got a lovely theatre and a lovely, very central bit of the town centre. This really to... does sound like you desperately trying to find upsides to Swansea. It's uh, I... yeah. got a gorgeous coastline. That's oh, the, yeah, the mini's got going for it. <laughs> Yeah, the wanna... bit that's not Swansea is lovely. <laughs> um, and we should clarify, by the way, for those who haven't met him before, because I've only met him before today, once, and boy am I glad he's a nice fella and not uh, an internet nutter, which, you know, was a risk. You never quite know when you, <laughs> when you say you'll do a recording with somebody on Twitter. It's like, oh, are they a nutter? Fortunately, he's not. He's lovely. Uh, he runs the Armchair Escapist blog. Jamie, can you just tell us about that a bit? Yeah, uh, so Armchair Escapist is uh, primarily a review website so i go around and review uh welsh escape rooms i say go around uh, for welsh escape rooms i'm mainly focusing in cardiff and i'm still trying to get all the ones in cardiff they keep bloody building them so it's just it's an ongoing struggle but i'm happy to do it um but i'm also like tinkering with doing things like escape room design um and doing tips for players as well as designers on like puzzle craft and stuff like that interesting why do i feel like my puzzle is about to be very very inadequate well, don't confuse experience with expertise. I've done a lot of them, but that doesn't mean I'm any good. Hmm. Don't confuse experience with expertise. That should be on a t-shirt. So if you had one escape room to recommend that you've done so far, what would it be? Oh, um... There can be only one. It really depends what you're after. I'll, I'll keep within the ones I've done in Wales, because that's like my, my whole shtick. If you want a good mix of puzzles and design so you get sort of that all run immersive experience there's a room called oculus in escape rooms cardiff oh piss i nearly did that (laughs) Um, it's like a serial killer who's got a thing for eyes so it's all eye theme is very creepy wow a close second is finding sherlock in the same venue uh, we did that one it was so good it's really cool if you want something a bit different in terms of the way the story builds um check out the escape rooms in newport they've got a really good theatrical background so they do a lot to make sure that you are invested in the story. Ah, that sounds great and unusual. If you want somebody who's got is that nice mix of just sort of staff member GM, but then also a bit of acting. Um, in London, I think Brighton as well. You can check out uh, uh, Lady Chastity's Reserve. Ooh, so, I'm so they, sold sorry. exclusively sorry. on the name. Just on the name. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so that's uh, they do a series of escape rooms above a pub, and it's like sort of Victorian séance themed. And rather than have to escape the room, you have to break into a uh, curiosity cabinet and steal a bottle of wine. And if you get it, you get to keep the wine, which is great. Interesting. Uh, but then the, the games master is an actor 
who oh I've heard about this yeah they turn up at the pub in in period costume um, and then take you up into the escape room and then they give you hints in character and sort of chime in every now and again um with like either words of encouragement or beratement you know if uh if you're not doing too good that kind of thing so that that's a really nice blend of the two that sounds superb um, and you've also recently been to the the convention that I had no idea existed in the UK, Eric. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, that's the um, Escape Room Industry Conference. So that was a fun five-hour drive from Cardiff over to, to Dagenham. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's the third year running. So yeah, they've had people from. It's, it's mostly a UK thing because they've got a, a bunch of um, there's a bunch of other conventions in the US. But yeah, we've had, there were people that came in uh, from the states. People came in from. Uh, the Netherlands, sort of all over the place. Great, great convention. Uh, I missed the first half of it because it was just travel. Ugh. But yeah, there's some really good talks there about escape room design and the player experience and how to translate escape rooms into print. Um, a lot of technical workshops as well on making props and doing the electronic stuff. A lot of stuff was too technical for just me as a fan turning up going, I'm just happy to be here. I like playing rooms. <laughs> um, but there was, like, there was a couple of mobile escape boxes that were being demonstrated as well. So teamed up with a bunch of randoms and tried to break into like steampunk chests and bomb diffusers and stuff like that. It was really nice. cool. Oh, fantastic. Is, um, are those the ones as well where they've got like, um, I've seen this thing going around online of like the escape the coffin and things like that, just absolutely oh, tiny micro there. escape rooms. Yeah, I really wish that the escape the coffin thing was there because that sounds terrifying, um, <laughs> but also exciting. <laughs> um, it was more the case of, yeah, a team of you had to break into, it was like your distant relative's, trunk and she was an inventor and you had to get inside and retrieve a little robot that she'd built um and then one was your standard diffuser bomb scenario one was a weird one where you had to rescue uh, a, a secret agent mouse's wife from uh, an evil sheep you know, sorry standard a secret love story. agent mouse's wife yeah you know, oh. that classic love story I think I wonder if that was by the same people who do Operation Black Sheep because that's kind of their like their weird meta story they've got running under all of their all of their rooms. They've got this kind of oh, weird parallel cartoony universe going on. It's all kind of like slightly graffiti-ish artwork. Yes, um, Clue HQ. I think they yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's where we're yeah. going, John. Oh, sweet. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Everything ties together. So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the years, within which each of us have secretly crafted. A puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn while the others try and solve them. If we don't escape within an hour, then dire things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we shall lose our deposit. And this week, our deposit is John's incredibly dangerous coffee machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's not dangerous, it's beautiful. John, it has the front plate missing and exposed wiring. Actually, so I, I did get a new front plate and fitted it. Um, so I now can't electrocute myself with it again. Okay, so John's previously dangerous coffee machine. And honestly, the shock you could get off that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the danger just adds to the flavour, surely. You know, every now and again, you get one of the, get an appliance and the thickness of the cable that you plug into the wall is alarming. You, kind of, you plug it in, you plug it in, you're like, hmm, that's not a normal cable. That's like extra chunky. This thing is going to suck up a lot of juice. In what decade was this coffee machine made? It sounds hefty. Uh, Twenty fifteen, but it's like a it's like a restaurant or cafe grade espresso machine. Oh, nice! Yeah, got it cheap because it's broken. <laughs> it's great. 
may cause electrocution. Yeah, and it's the size of a small car as well. So John thought... It is pretty big. The best way to go about this was to not tell his wife that he was buying a small car's worth of coffee machine and then proudly plonk it on the kitchen counter for when she got home. Like, look what I bought home, darling. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't go very well. Still got the coffee machine, though, just not in the kitchen. It's <laughs> hidden away in a dark room with no windows. <laughs> I love the fact you've got to Harry Potter every time you fancy a coffee just goes to the cupboard under the stairs <laughs> so are we ready gentlemen we are I'm ready fabulous then let's enter the infinite escape room and now I apologise in advance chaps because I wrote this and realised it only works with doddery old gardener's question time accent <clears throat> this week we step through the door to find ourselves in the warm cosy embrace of grandma's living room Who's grandma? Why, why, she's everybody's. There's lovely photos of each of us lined up on the mantelpiece, from rosy-cheeked little school kids to maddy teens, and the hollow-eyed working husks of our adult lives. <laughs> but never mind, Nana still loves us, even after that filthy thing Chris did in the shed with the neighbour's cat. Our eyes move around the room, spine keepstakes. Keepstakes? Spine keeps steaks. <laughs> Those steaks that she likes to keep her eye on. <clears throat> Spine keepsakes and knickknacks that haven't moved in decades. There's Grandma's copy of the Daily Mail on the Welch dresser, all full of honest home truths about those nasty foreigners and traitorous lefties. There's a, a lovely bowl of potpourri. There, a, a nice plate of homemade butter biscuits. And here, a black and white photo of happy memories, like the Blitz and rationing and buying a house for 57 pence. Grandma's not about, though. She's busy bustling away in the kitchen, preparing a, a little snack for her hungry boys. Uh, we have exactly one hour before she attempts to feed us a pie, a roast dinner, a casserole, a bag of space invaders, and a whole ham joint and a jam sponge and custard each which, based on past experience, may cause us to violently explode, making a terrible mess of both the cotton doilies Why have you become Alan insides. Bennett? I, do, you, do you not channel Alan Bennett when you're describing grandmotherly things? Let's move on. Okay. That's right, you've only got, you've only got, you've got um, like one sentence left of it, and then it's back to normality. The front door to freedom, that was in the good old days purportedly left open for all to come and go as they please, is now locked with three whimsical padlocks, a boost in security due to all the ethnics that have moved into the area. Let's escape! It is funny, isn't it, that as people get older, they become much more paranoid and like more locks go on the door. Is that just, is that just inevitable? Will we all become like that? I suppose being a fan of escape rooms, we've kind of already hit that level of yeah. paranoia. We, we put the locks, <laughs> locks on, are our lose the keys, and then challenge ourselves to try and escape our own house. <laughs> so, gentlemen, before us we have Grandma's mm. armchair, which is my bit, the television set, which is John's bit, and the budgie's cage, which is Jamie's bit. Mm. I'm starting the timer now. What do we fancy first? We have a choice of Grandma's armchair, the television set, and the budgie's cage. What do we fancy? Hmm... I'll, I'll, I need to say I'm Brandon. I'll see the armchair. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, the armchair escapist. Let's do the armchair. And that's my puzzle. Doing the armchair, by the way, because obviously we've got the armchair escapist on tonight. Was literally the entire theme was built around the fact that we had a special guest, super special guest. <laughs> yeah, I was. Tempt- uh, I, I, yeah, I really tried to think of something to do with the armchair, but 
there was nothing nothing happening so i thought i'll leave it somebody better than i can do the armchair ah well be prepared to be severely disappointed (laughs) so you gaze upon grandma's armchair and approach it it's a, it's a great big high-backed uh, worn fabric armchair. It's all lovely and, and fuzzy with, with love and use and age. It was made back when things were built to last, probably by a hard-working British lad wearing a flat cap who had his sandwiches for his lunch. None of this avocado nonsense, and that's why he comes on and on, doesn't it? You can't can't not read this stuff and slip back into the accent. It's impossible. I'm getting a Uh, certain vibe from Grandma right now. (laughs) (laughs) Roomy-eyed nostalgia. It's got a lovely flower pattern on it that's faded with age and has a little coffee table within arm's reach. What would you like to do? Is Grandma dead or alive? Oh, she's alive, isn't she? She's, she's in the making his lunch. Right, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> well, I, just, I wasn't like, when, when you said it's in Grandma's living room, and I, I sort of thought, okay, are we visiting, or is this day one of the house clearance, or what, what's the, what's you're going on? You're just looking for the will. That's all you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even a, a relative of hers. You're just a neighbour that's like trying to ransack the place. Jeez. I mean, so am I, oh, so let's let's go. Um, could I take a look? Um at the like the seat cushion of the armchair. You absolutely can. So uh, you you look at the seat cushion. It's one of those sort of you know slightly separate seat cushions, like I guess most armchairs that can be uh, can be lifted out. Um, you know, quite well padded. Slight arse groove in it. Shall we? Uh, shall we lift it out then? Let's pick it up. Uh, you pick it up. Um, which uh, this is the the cushion, the the under cushion. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. there are more cushions. Groove. Yeah, I don't know quite what it's called, but the 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 the, the, the under cushion with the butt groove. Um, <laughs> you you pick it up. You can see underneath it there's uh, there's more armchair, but nothing of particular remark. However, the cushion itself uh, feels oddly heavy. Ooh, can I give it a little bit of a in shake? the back of it? You can do both of those things that you managed to describe simultaneously. In that, you do give it a shake, and you can hear something rattling inside. And yes, John, there is a zip in the back of it. You Let's unzip that mofo and discover Ooh. that Granny was a drug lord. You... <laughs> Funny you should say that. You unzip that mofo, <laughs> and inside, with all the foam and stuffing, and receipts for Werther's Originals, you find a black leather briefcase. Okay. Oh my God, Granny was a Nazi spy, wasn't she? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> Got to get it in every episode. Um, a Nazi spy who's also a drug lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Nazi spies don't pay well anymore. Yeah, that's true. It is a dying occupation. Mm. So um, the briefcase is black leather. It's latched shut and appears to be locked with a three-character lock. Uh, the characters are um, alphabetical and run from A to Z. Wow, that's a big locking wheel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So presumably, uh, if, if I examine the briefcase, is there anything else of note on it? Uh, it's got a handle and maybe those little knobbly bits that you use it, presumably to rest it upright. But that's it? No. Okay. Um, can we take a look at the coffee table next to the armchair? Uh, you certainly can. Wow, I zoned out. I had no idea there was a coffee table. <laughs> How much of that wine have you had? <laughs> Upon the coffee table, uh, you can see that there's a teacup, which has got, um, uh, conversely, some good coffee in it. That's grandma's good coffee. She's sprung for the Nescafe gold. <sighs> you can see... You put that in just to spite me, didn't you? <laughs> I did, John. Prick. Absolutely <laughs> did. with all that drug money, fancy coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight from Colombia with everything else. 
I want to know, is there like a Nescafe bronze version? Is there is there the sort of the shitter Nescafe? Yeah, there is. There is a shit Nescafe. Really? It's just regular Nescafe. <laughs> Nescafe yes. gold isn't the bottom. That's not like that's not how low it goes. Lord. Making coffee gold just instantly puts it a rank above everything else. There's Nescafe Platinum as well. And then it goes to Diamond <laughs> and then Nes- Nescafe Challenger Edition. <laughs> um, just like League of Legends. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, on the, co- so the co- uh, coffee, it also has a, an in-progress cross-stitch, uh, which appears to be a, a British soldier uh, bayonetting a German. Oh, God. Um, I tell you about the Nazi spy thing. And a copy of the Radio Times open showing a couple of days of telly. Oh, you shitbag. Mike, my puzzle has a copy of the Radio Times. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, they, pub- they publish more than one. It's fine. It's not like it's that one book they publish once. They're like, okay, we've published the Radio Times. Um, That's it. We're finished. Mm, That's all okay, the cool. from now until the end of time. Okay, this can only go well. <laughs> what you're saying, John, is that you should solve this straight away because you've already considered this puzzle from all conceivable angles. Definitely, definitely. You bastard. <laughs> right, carry on. Oh, that's and that's that's what's on the coffee table. Okay. Um, if you leave through the Radio Times, is there anything uh, anything highlighted or anything you know anything in it? Uh, leafing through, uh, there's nothing to be seen apart from the pages that were already open, and mm. there are a couple of shows circled very neatly in fountain pen. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Well, this is exactly what happens. <laughs> well, gosh, spoiler alert for the poor listeners. And for they us. What shows are, are that circled? I'm glad you asked. They are I Dream of Genie. At least that's different. At 110. And then the film John Wick at 7. The Graham Kennedy Show at 11.45. The Shot at 3.45. And Frozen Planet at 7.30. What time is it now? Um, oh, I don't know. Okay, so that's irrelevant. Okay, it, it's, it's not relevant, but any time you spend with your nan is always five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Okay. Every time you do that, you get closer and closer to the... Oh, what's the character name? The creepy one in Family Guy. Oh, hey there. Um. Hey there, Chris. You smell real good. Oh. That one. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, just, yeah, mm. as, as we're about to leave the room, Grandma's voice in the back just goes, Get your fair ash back here. <laughs> Another dark turn. Hmm. Ten minutes gone, chaps. So, oh, gone. So we need, okay. it's a three-letter combination to open the briefcase. Hmm. Okay, back to the cross-stitch mm. of the uh, bayonetting. Um, any letters or writing on that? Uh, no letters or writing, um, but sort of inspecting it more closely, you can see it's actually got some bits missing uh, there's just some bits of the cross stitch completely missing. Holding it up, in fact, you can see that you can see through the missing bits. Okay. Um, what are what are the missing bits? Um, what appears to be missing? Uh, just uh, sections from you know it's it's mostly white space. It's quite an early cross stitch. It's hang on. an outline. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If I hold up the cross stitch and put the Radio Times directly behind the cross stitch, can I see through the cross stitch and highlight certain shows? Funnily enough you may find that they do in fact line up just as you have described. If you do that, you can see that there are bits of the shows, uh, funnily enough, the shows that were circled, which are visible through the cross-stitch holes. I Dream of Genie has the uh, the first letter visible. 
I. Okay. Uh, John Wick has the first word visible. The Graham okay. Kennedy show has the third word visible. The shot has the second word visible. And Frozen Planet has the first letter visible. That doesn't spell anything, does it? Yeah, and John show shot F. Um, hang on, were three of those just letters? Uh, two. The first one is I, and then right at the end there's an F. So we've got, got I, words I, John, show shot F. John, is that right? oh, with the Graham, uh, with the Graham Kennedy show, are we taking the the to be the first word? So the third word would be Kennedy. I John Kennedy shot F. So would the I um, shot John F Kennedy. Kennedy? Let's try JFK in the um, uh, in the combination on yeah. the briefcase. Yep. You go to the briefcase, pick it up, and you spin the letter combination locks around so that they read J and then F and then K. The latch clicks open. Yes. E. Would you like to open it? Yeah. Yes, please. Opening the briefcase, you find a bag of Werther's Originals, a pistol Yum. with a silencer, a photograph <laughs> of John F. Kennedy with a cross drawn over it, and a suspiciously unmarked photograph of Joe Swinson. And a, <laughs> and a small cracked object that appears to have been carved from a piece of fragmented skull. Congratulations, you have found the J.F. Kennedy. And you have solved oh. my puzzle. <laughs> the J.F. Kennedy. That was beautiful. Oh, that was a shocking pun. You didn't open up the back cushion either, which would have revealed a high-powered sniper rifle with a notch carved <laughs> in the stock. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a pair of carpet slippers. Knoll. Yeah, it was going to be a pair of carpet slippers with um, old dried grass on them. <laughs> mm. Oh, we should probably say, like, for the, for the internationals out there, uh, Joe Swinson It's kind of like, ooh, how would you... She's kind of like our Bernie Sanders if Bernie Sanders was very young and a woman. And a cracking pair of norks. Oh, why would you say that? Because I'm editing it, John. Oh, yeah, this, is, this is true. You'll realise this, Jamie, that as, as this goes on and you, you know, listen to episodes that you've been in, that somehow Mike seems to come off awfully well in all of these and, and you come off as some awful, like, old right shitbag. <laughs> Hello, Editing Mike here. Well, ner Nicky nerner, John. I've kept my little indiscretion in, but whatever will I do with yours? The little pile that I've been building up. Do let me know. Ta-ta. Well, so far we've built up quite the picture of Granny as being um, <laughs> a, a, a Nazi spy, a Colombian drug lord, and involved in the JFK assassination. So I think <laughs> mm. at the moment Granny's got the worst reputation of us all. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And besides, John, wasn't your original pitch for a puzzle, can I please have Grandma's corpse? <laughs> <laughs> so people who live in glass houses see when you when you put it that way anyway so with the jf kennedy in hand you turn around and find yourself once again in grandma's living room what do we fancy next so let's see we've got um the television and the budgie's cage now on the basis that the television may involve a radio times <laughs> We wouldn't. We wouldn't want to overutilize the radio times. I'm going to suggest the budgie's the budgie cage. cage. Yeah, and that's my puzzle. So yes, you approach what appears to be a bird cage because it's clearly bird cage shaped with a heavy, dusty cloth draped over the top of it. What would you like to do? Mm. Take that cloth off. Absolutely. Cool. Yes, yeah, so you remove the cloth, and underneath is indeed um, a circular bird cage on a wooden table. Um, it's quite an ornate. Birdcage is the kind you might see on an episode of Antiques Roadshow, 
Uh, it's been well maintained though, and it's, there's a bright green bird sitting inside that isn't moving. Uh, there is a single small door to the cage, um, and there are gold metal bars running vertically down the entirety of the cage. Is the bird a parrot? Bird is a budgie. Oh, damn. I was going to follow up with, is it a dead parrot? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we can we open the little door, maybe? Um, so you go a little bit closer to look at the cage door, and the cage door is fairly small, so it's big enough for a hand to fit through, but the cage door is currently shut tight. Um, it's made of the same vertical metal bars as the rest of the cage, but whereas the cage itself is all gold, there are eight bars on this door in different colours, and the colours oh are God. white, red, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, and pink. White, red, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, pink. Okay. Interesting. Um, like a Neapolitan if, ice cream, but a really fancy one that had more than the standard accretion of flavours. Yeah, so you've got your vanilla, your chocolate, your strawberry, but also activated charcoal, apple, and purple, whatever flavour purple is. If we like turn around the cage or walk around it, is there anything else of note? So um, the, the rest of the cage... It's pretty uniform in the way that it's it's designed. Um, good, good old-fashioned British wrought iron, as far as you can see, that's been painted in this lovely gold sort of filigree. The bird itself, uh, this budgie, um, you, you can peer into the bird cage. You notice the bird is very much dead. Um, it, it's not a dead parrot, just in case I get sued by the BBC, but it's a dead budgie. Uh, it looks like it's been taxidermied, and its feet have been nailed to the perch. It's got two <laughs> glass eyes in place of its normal eyes, and its beak is permanently open, and there's a small speaker lodged inside it. Ooh. Grim, can we talk to the bird? You can certainly try. Uh, who's a pr- who's a, who's a pretty boy? Uh, nothing happens. The bird doesn't respond because mm. it's dead. Okay. Were so you got- on the grassy knoll? <laughs> um, the bird says nothing, but you can see there's a little glimmer of knowledge. <laughs> it's dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there anything else we can see inside the cage? Inside the cage, there's, there's nothing itself on the floor. Um, there's, there's like newspaper and stuff, but it's there's nothing that you can see. Um, on the table itself uh, that the birdcage is on, you can see there's sort of, you know, it's, it's well-varnished, rich mahogany. There's some gold fiddly bits around the edges. Um, but then on the on the table uh, next to the birdcage, you see a small tuning fork. Ah. Ah. What if I hit the tuning fork against one of the coloured bars? Sure. Um, any colour in particular? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Eight bars tuning fork the notes on a scale c d e f g a b c eight notes no damn it that's two c's so that's seven notes bugger um this feels okay, like I, I, a lot of musical knowledge that no if I, if I, <laughs> everyone knows that um if i hit the tuning fork on the white bar what happens so you hit the tuning fork on the white bar the uh, the, the little eyes flicker with light and the speaker crackles and you hear the bird utter a single sound and it's four four uh, four fl ah interesting that's a hell of a sound to make four that sounds <laughs> hang on no so as in FL phonetically, as in if I said wonderful, it would be the full of wonderful. Mm. Like flower. Yeah, but I mean, I'm oh. just thinking that I've I've made that sound before, but at like three in the morning after a really heavy night. Um, <laughs> it's, it's usually the sound I make when I'm like two meters and accelerating towards the toilet bowl. everywhere so i am familiar with that sound um can we can we try the the tuning fork and can we just give the tuning fork a quick uh, looky loo over um before we strike it against the red one yeah the it's just stainless steel completely smooth there's no there's no etchings or anything on it it's pretty basic i'm just gonna get a pen and paper 
How? What? Have you not had a pen and paper this entire time? <laughs> All these months, no. Okay, so sorry, can we try striking it against the red uh, bar, please? Yeah, you strike it against the red. The bird's eyes flicker with light, the speaker crackles, and it, it emits a sound that sounds like... Sorry, one more time. SN, like snake. Okay. Uh, I didn't write down what the eight colours were, so watch the next one. The next one, Jot, I touch on. Ask Jamie if we can hit hit the yellow one with the tuning fork. Can, can we hit the yellow one with the tuning fork, please, Jamie? You do hit the yellow one with the tuning fork. The Again, uh, the, the eyes light up, the speaker crackles, and the bird squawks. Is in oh 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 oh. John, ask for the magenta one next. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, it's just occurred to me that maybe trying on the magenta one would be good. Uh, in the purple one? Or the <laughs> there is no magenta Screw one, John. Ah, fuck you, John. Do your own homework. <laughs> you weren't listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately I can't read my writing, so can we please hit it on the garam masala? Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, that might be green. Chickens come home to roost, my friend. Uh, yes, yeah, so you, yeah, you hit the tuning fork against the green bar, and the bird squawks out. Oh! It was in OW. Like, like, yeah, there was like a purple flow. bar, wasn't there? There was a purple bar. Mm-hmm. The purple bar? Uh, you bang that against the purple bar, and the bird squawks, bloop, as in bloop. Bloop. Okay. Uh, can we try striking the blue one, please? Uh, yeah, you strike the blue one, and the bird squawks out, D. Like D-I? Uh, as in, yeah, D-I, D-Y. Like my father-in-law's name. Die. Die. Oh, die. die. <laughs> uh, so that's six. There's two more colours. What are the last two colours? Uh, black and pink. Yes. Uh, yes. You smack against the pink one and the bird goes, Ick. Ick. Like in, like, oh, there like you go. There's that second bathroom sound. I recognise that one. <laughs> uh, and the uh, smack against the black one. Yeah, the black one. Uh, the bird squawks out. It's just. It's. Okay. So, John, just um, looking at what we've got. If we put all of those together, we get Flasnuau de Blubusik. <laughs> who, I don't know if you remember, but I think that was the Icelandic entry for the Eurovision Song Contest last year. Yep. So I'm, I'm just looking at these now. and mm, Perhaps we rearrange them to make some wordage. That's what I'm thinking. But, I mean, there's things like snow is there. Um, mm. Dude. I, I'm wondering if there might be, if this might be a key, but there might be more information otherwise. Otherwhere, elsewhere, for us to. Um, you said that the table had some goldy filigree stuff in yes. it. Is there anything to be spotted within the filigree goldy? Uh, there's nothing on the table um, that you notice that's out of place. It's just kind of fancy. Anything under the table? Hmm. Um, the only thing under the table is the heavy cloth that you guys have thrown to the floor. If you want can to take examine the, the cloth a bit more? Anything you can. on the cloth? Yeah, so in close inspection, you see that the, the cloth is actually scraps of clothing that have been stitched together like a weird Frankenstein skin. There's, there's dust all over it. There's a few holes here and there where the moths have had a bit of a go at it. Um, on the un- underside of that cloth, you can see a small pocket from what was once a lady's cardigan, and there's a little piece of paper sticking out of it. Hmm. Pray tell, what is on that bit of paper? You, uh, you take the paper out. Uh, the paper appears to be an old receipt from Blockbuster Video. Mate, rest in peace. There's a list. <laughs> pour, pour one out for one time, eh? Uh, <laughs> one for Blockbuster. We hardly knew you. Uh, there's a list of titles on, on that receipt that have been rented out, uh, but the the passage of time has worn away some of the words, so you can only get out a few of the titles, a few of the words on the on the receipt. Um, and those words are Rain, Submarine, Velvet, Dawn, Mile, Christmas, Panther, and Swan. Okay, so these all correspond to our colours. 
Okay, so there's a film called Purple Rain. There's Yellow Submarine. There's Red Velvet. Um, there Red, is the Green Red Mile. Dawn. Oh, oh Red... White oh. Christmas. Black Panther. Um, oh, hmm. Well, this is this is presumably giving us an order. I would I would posit that if we were to strike the bars in the correct order, oh shit, the, yes. the budgie may issue forth with its glorious. I something. haven't got the colours down in the right order. Have oh, you, you bum! Yeah, uh, yes, white, red, yellow. Uh, so you've got the movies down in the right order, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so give rain us is first. Okay, so rain first, then yellow submarine. Uh, I think it's purple rain, yellow submarine, red velvet. And then I'm not sure what to do with Dawn. Uh, red, oh, possibly Red Dawn. Um, okay, we can skip past Dawn. There might be a lot, an odd one left. Um, the Green Mile, obviously. Yep. White Christmas. Five, six. Black yep. Panther. Seven. Oh, shit, but then the obvious one would be Black Swan. Hang on. It doesn't mean that we have to hit all eight bars. Some of them could be repeats. Oh, they could be. Shit, you're right. So, so it could be Black Panther, Black Swan. So Black Black in that case, and it could be Red Dawn. Yeah, I'll just I'll quickly redo my numbers. So, okay, Purple is one. I don't even. I that might be an album. Like I, I don't even know why. Oh, I actually, no. Purple I think Rain purple. is an album. Oh fuck. Well, okay. Well, that's Pink Rain. I've never heard of a film called Pink Rain. Yellow and green and purple. Mm. Black Rain. Let's just no, let's I just can't let's, think let's, of a... let's stick with let's Purple Rain because yeah. okay, Blockbuster so... did CDs for a while as well. Okay, so if we take the budgie sounds for that, because I've just realised we've still got our sounds that come out of it, yep. we get, so if we go purple rain, oh, we no. get blue poos and sun. Hmm, I feel our theory. Blue poos and sunau. Blue poos and sunau. Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, yes, that other Icelandic entry into Eurovision. <laughs> there it is. Um, I can't. I can't say that you. Um, you know that Black Panther wouldn't have been correct because Black Panther was released after Blockbuster Video. Oh, up. Pink Panther, Pink Panther. Oh, of course. So sorry, my mistake. Uh, let's see, so you're thinking Black Swan and Pink Panther. The I think the the purple element of this is there's still a slight question mark over with Purple Rain. Yeah, which is bloop. Um, it's when you um the the purple um. Bar when you tapped it was just blue, blue, bl. Oh, blue, then, not not bloop. Okay, not bloop. Cool. Yeah, that's different then. I was going to say because there's not a lot of words that start with bloop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Oxford English Dictionary add some ridiculous Michael, wank every aren't year. Are you taking notes? I am taking notes, John. That's why I'm scribbling the. Could those notes be correct, please? What? Fuck you! I was drawing a very detailed budgie. <laughs> I'll send you a photo later. You'll be amazed. He fucking was as well. Okay, so if if we correctly understand that purple to be blur, what does the first um bit sound like? Okay, so I'm just putting all the, the bits together now. So if we take it in order, we get B L and then ooh and then sn and then sn again, which I'm not 100 percent sure is correct. So I'm <laughs> going to put a little square around that. Um and then ow. Oh, blue snow, blue snow, snow, blue snow. Okay, and then that's out. And then six was fl. Seven was ss, and then ick. So blue snow, blue, blue snow, 
flissick. Well, it could be, hang on, it could be blues. The first one could be blues. Blues, now, flissick. Hmm. Yeah, we've not used blue. Uh, the colour blue, which was D-I. Hang um, on, it was D-E. Oh, was it D-E? What, what was the sound for, for the blue bar? Uh, the, the bird, when you tapped it, went D. So that's sort of... Jesus Christ. It's pronounced Mike. D, but it's, you know, you can spell it however you want. Okay. So, phonetically, blue snow snowflusik. Blue snowflake? So, I'm, I've probably got swan and panther the wrong way around in my order. Panther is seven, swan is eight. So, the last four, well, the last two sounds no, are I-C-K-S-S. So, it Ix. goes B, bl, u, sn, sn, ow, fl, id, ik. You know, it id. Ick, the ick, um, see. That is, if blue anything, confuse me further. Blue snowflakes? That's as close as I can, I can come from what I've got, blue snowflakes. Hmm. Um, you've still got one colour left, I think, that you guys haven't used. Which one is it? Uh, it was the D. It was the D. So there's a blue that we hadn't used in with our movie names. So we had... So, um, I'm going to say it might be something to do with one that we had for a red. So we had Red Dawn... And red something else, didn't we? Uh, red velvet. Hang on, is blue velvet a oh, thing? Oh, it might be, you know. And she wore blue velvet. velvet. Yeah. Wasn't that a Cadbury's advert? I don't care. But so blue velvet. <laughs> if it, right. So if if velvet goes third, um, okay, which makes um dare third. What does that do to our order? Okay, so we then get blood and snow or something. Blue. D. Oh my god, this is killing me. <laughs> Snow. This is killing me. Oh, bloody snow. Oh, this is like pulling teeth. Yeah, but bloody snow. Bloody snow. Bloody <laughs> snow. Oh my god. Oh, Jamie, you prick. <laughs> oh, I get that a lot. Oh, John, you're going to enjoy this one. What is it? It's straight out of the telegraph. Can we please go to the budgie and say bloody, bloody snowflakes? Snow as you say those words, the <laughs> eyes crackle and flicker. The speaker starts squawking, bloody snowflake, bloody snowflakes, bloody snowflakes. The door swings open with a clang. And as it does, a large key slowly emerges from the bird's cloaca and drops to the bottom of the birdcage. You have found uh, the birdcage. Oh, very oh, good. Puzzle. Excellent puzzle. Excellent, excellent puzzle. Oh, God. I was close. You the were very snowflakes. Close. I was getting there. I knew I knew it was snowflakes, but trying to figure it out. <laughs> to be fair, John, you, you pieced together more bits of the word than I did. I was just sitting there making sounds. <laughs> it was hilarious. I've got I basically have this entire bottle of wine. Um this is It was like listening to Mike forget how to speak. <laughs> and yet remember how <laughs> to write. Id. I now realise how difficult phonetic puzzles can be. What would have been really funny as well, if it had been a phonetic one that had relied on us having a South Wales accent, that would have been brilliant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bird keyed in hand, you know, turn around, and you are back in the centre of Grandma's living room. Remaining to us, we have the television set. Which is my puzzle. Okay, uh, before you, you have Granny's telly. It's a very old telly. It's one of those faux wooden cathode TV types with the screen sort of bulging out of the set a little bit. The screen sits on the left-hand side of the set and then on the right-hand side are three controls. It's very heavily covered in dust. Most of it hasn't moved in a while. And on top of the TV is a booklet. 
What would you like to do? I wonder what the booklet could be. Maybe we should I wonder check that out. What possible booklet could you need to have next to the TV? Is it Michael. the manual for the TV? No, it's not the manual for the TV, Michael. Guess again. Is it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? Oh. One more time. Is it a book of naughty poems? <sighs> if only. Yes, <laughs> Granny's erotica, which sits on top of the TV. <laughs> Geriotica. <laughs> Geriotica. <laughs> Mavis uh, and the no. Custard Pies. It is the Radio Times. <laughs> Goodness. Christ. Could we please look inside the Radio Times? You can. Is there anything circled in the Radio Times, John? Yes, yes there are. <laughs> what? What a deductive leave. Oh, my God. Granny's been busy on the TV today, hasn't she? Because as well as all the things she circled earlier, having already watched, she also circled several things today. Earlier today, she was watching Homes Under the Hammer on BBC Two, followed by reruns of Top Cat on BBC One and Top Gear back on BBC Two. Uh, She then moved on to a Channel 4 documentary entitled My Big Fat Ugly Illegal Immigrant Wedding. (laughs) Uh, But now, as evening is approaching, she has circled the upcoming showing of The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 12 on Channel 5. And looking at the time, the show is about to start. Okay, and um, do you say that there were three dials on the TV? Yes, there are. Excellent. Do we know? Do the, the dials say what each of those does? Unfortunately, the markings for the controls have been worn away by the years. Uh, they're all kind of circular protrusions. Um, they're arranged vertically, so there's a top one, a middle one, a bottom one. That's an extremely polite way of saying knob. I think the next time <laughs> well, I present mine to Laura... Circular protrusion. Yes, I'm going to say to Laura, <laughs> hello, darling. Can I tempt you to partake in my circular protrusion <laughs> and see how that goes down? Oh, one so, final thing I should add, as you've really picked up the booklet at this point, um, next to it, um, in the uh, layer of dust, is a handprint. Ooh. Well, that's sinister. Where's the handprint? <laughs> Just a little bit. Was that on top of the TV? Yes. So next to it. Granny, what are you doing? Just just the one handprint, though, yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Granny and your erotica! Where, where are your dirty brains going? <laughs> well, from what we've learned already, Granny's lived a bit of a life. <laughs> she, she has, not she? <laughs> She's quite the character. Yeah, not content with murdering American presidents, she then decided to uh, further the field of robotics with budgerigars. Briefly <laughs> foray into um, chromatic music, and then really catch up on her top cat. Yeah, whilst staying politically just to the right of, um, oh, I don't know. You don't want to say the H word, do you? But he's there. Harry Enfield? <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Let's go with that. Heston Blumenthal? Yeah, very well known for his alt-right beliefs. I knew it. Okay, um, so I'll just see what these, uh, these circular protrusions do if I start to sort of turn the top one. God, that does sound erotic, doesn't it? I did not think of that. <laughs> Every time you say it, I'm like, oh. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh attend to my circular protrusions yeah so be able to are these the kind of the, the heavy ones that click as you turn them okay well, well why don't you sort of deal with each one in turn and i'll tell you what they do yeah i'll um i'll give the, the top one a bit of a bit of a twiddle okay uh, it turns freely Ooh. uh is it the same case with the middle and the bottom uh the middle one turns but appears to be a couple of limits to its turning you can probably get about 270 degrees of turn about three quarters of the way around okay possibly volume 
the bottom one uh, turns, but is indexed. So it clicks between the different uh, points of turn. And there's, there's five points. Uh, twiddling these knobs doesn't appear to do anything to the screen, presumably? No. Is the telly plugged in? <laughs> uh, yes, it is plugged in. Is it switched on at the wall? Yes, it is. So, yeah, I want to, just to double check, I want to give that middle, that middle protrusion um, a full turn to the three quarters limit. Okay. Anything happens? Nothing, nothing happens. Stupid TV. Okay, can we, can we give the, um, the, uh, the top knob uh, a fullmost turn to the rightmost? In fact, let's just turn everything as far clockwise as it will go. Okay, so the top knob just keeps turning. Okay, um, well, I guess turn the bottom two as far clockwise as I'll go and then just continuously spin the top one clockwise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is a wind-up telly? <laughs> I don't know how they did things in the past before electric. Um, okay, nothing happens. Can I smack the top of the TV? You can. Nothing happens. Damn. I was hoping that handprint was where Grandma gave it a bit of a whack. Oh, yeah, that's a point. Is there anything, I mean, apart from the second handprint that's now been added to the show, um, <laughs> is there anything to be seen in the marks of dust uh, other than the handprint? Mm, no. Okay. The controls, um, even before you touched them, had clearly been used recently, but everything else was just covered in a thin layer of dust, apart from the handprint. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. So, um, Jamie, looking through what we've got so far, mm-hmm. um, we have some shows and some channels. Um, yes, we we could try turning the, the the bottom the bottom knob clicks in five positions, which is the number of channels we've got. Try putting those in order to see if anything happens there. Yeah. Um, also noticing that Top Gear and Top Cat both have the word "top" in the title. Yes. And my big fat illegal migrant wedding could presumably correspond to immigrant. Immigrant. Oh, sorry, my big fat illegal immigrant uh, wedding could presumably correspond to the bottom knob to correspond with a lower tier of television (laughs) (laughs) corresponding with the bottom of the barrel with which they script (laughs) (laughs) um you said that um the the walking dead was about to start is that right Mm. okay that's next Um, are we able to i'm guessing that bottom dial uh there's no numbers on the the dial or anything no can i turn that turn that dial so that it's facing like the 12 o'clock position okay and then could I turn it uh, so that it clicks another four times to clockwise? Right. It's it's honestly not not relevant. Um, like the, the the sort of the twelve o'clock position or anything. Okay. Cool. So, uh, well, I see where you're going though, Jamie, because you're thinking the rightmost position being number five, as in yeah. like the furthest the furthest around position on the index. If you want, you can yeah, like yeah, yeah. turn it so that it's as far over to the clockwise as it can go. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I see where you're going. So you're thinking Walking Dead. Oh uh, no, season eight, episode twelve. Yeah. Mm. Um, on channel five. So those would presumably possibly correspond to our knobs. So yeah, the fi- the channel five, the bottom mm. one's probably our channels, so that makes a lot of sense. So what can we do with the top one? We've got the top one which uh rotates freely, and the yep. second one which rotates unencumbered or unindexed. God, when I was making this, I thought this is far too easy. <laughs> and I'm so glad. Well, I'm a bottle of wine down, but fortunately, we're recording tonight with a man who. Uh, Jamie, do you have a do you have a business email address for the professional escape room assistance that you provide? Um, it is just armchairescapist at gmail dot com. I wouldn't necessarily call it professional, or even. Uh, Are you going to email Jamie right now, Michael? Well, no, I was thinking more of the, line, <laughs> the lines of kind of like getting Jamie to put his professional credentials on the line. 
um, in order to up the tension and also hopefully solve this puzzle. So Jamie's like, oh shit, my, my job's on the line. My, my boss no, is... No, I've got to get this done. <laughs> What's the timer on? Uh, yeah, sorry, I should have been providing timer updates. Uh, we have uh, 4 minutes 32 seconds. Oh, um, I jest, we have 12 minutes 46 seconds. Oh, you piece of work. Do the knobs push in at all? Interesting, you should ask. Because I had a telly like this once. Well, go on then. Can I... John, can I please push your knob? <laughs> you may push these circular protrusions, which I never called knobs. Can I please push your top circular protrusion? When you push the top one, it clicks when pushed in, and the television turns on. Ah. Intriguing. Now, the television has turned on and flicked immediately to channel 5. The volume is pretty loud, but the picture quality is very bad. It's sort of flickering. Okay, um, and then what happens then when we turn the, the bottom knob? Uh, when you turn the bottom knob, the channel changes. I think we still need to be on channel 5. I think you were right with mm. that. But we need to find a way of maybe clarifying the picture somehow. Yes. And twiddling the top knob didn't do anything. I was rather hoping that was a tuning knob. Yeah, so we, we go back to channel 5 then on the bottom knob. Okay, you're back to channel 5. Screen's still flickering. It was flickering on all the channels. Now can I bash the top of the TV? You can. As you give the TV a whack on its top, the picture clarifies the handprinting. Channel yes. 5 showing of The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 12, and the title of the episode is The Key. Beautiful. Which fun fact it actually is. Um, yeah, so we found the, the key um, Walking Dead show. Yes, the the, the, the the key, which is not a pun, I know, but it's was found in a television, so that's kind of funky. No. <laughs> cool. Still Beautiful. waiting for the still waiting for the pun. There's no pun. Okay. There's no pun. It's the grand key, the 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 tell key. There's nothing. The key V set. Oh God. <laughs> See. <laughs> Jamie's you come up with it in three seconds how many episodes has Jamie done let me look at my notes oh wait this is Jamie's first episode (laughs) I really wish I had a friend who was both a professional actor who worked uh, on improvising stuff and had been on several episodes before oh wait a second I do (laughs) the TV set how did (laughs) how did that pass me by it's fine we can edit it so that you came up with it no we won't yeah 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 You found the key V. Where did it come from? The 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 the, the television. How? Um. <laughs> well, you've seen the ring, right? Oh, it like crawled out of the telly. Yeah. Do you want to describe it's... that for us now? I mean, <laughs> um. So I'll be honest. In in true slightly crap escape room climax fashion, the key just falls out the bottom of the set. I'm conscious the time is still going. John, would you please be so good as to take us back to the body of the living room? Uh, You stand up, stretch out your achy, achy middle-aged legs and take two steps backwards into the middle of the living room as Granny is just finishing up making your tea. And so, with two minutes, 51 seconds left on the clock, we take the J.F. Kennedy, the Bird Keej, and the Key V set, named by Jamie, not John. Fuck you. Also known as the season 8 episode 12 of The Walking Dead Key. And we insert them into Grandma's front door. We click off the locks. We also take off the chain. Don't know why she puts the chain on. because And somebody the bolt. Bust through- yeah, and the bolt. Like, if they can bust through the, lo- like the hinges are the weak point at this, at this stage of the affair. <laughs> and also totally forgetting the fact that she's got a PVC back door 
which the neighbours can't see, uh, with a single lock. And it's made of glass, which is easier to break through than a lock. And a, f- and a conservatory. So, if anything, the, the front door, definitely not the weak point of the house. But I digress. <laughs> we insert them into locks, we click them open, and we've escaped. And we've done it in time. So we get out without having to have a delicious lunch to the point where we explode. Uh, and instead, we all go home via McDonald's. Yay! Uh, nice. Well Lovely. done, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Mon plaisir. So, you lovely, lovely people, thank you very much for listening. Uh, You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's top tier, like the cake, like things that are great, and not like a sad tier that people do out of their eye holes. Uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, and we rather hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please uh, just just share it with as many people as you physically are able to, like or even people you don't know. Just like knock on your neighbour's door, uh, pop over theirs, and don't do that. Um, yeah, just like D- piss. don't do that. Just like maybe maybe ah, there's an alarm going. Oh, it's the timer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was scary. Um, oh man, that's gonna take the pace out of the outro, which was already losing pace at a rate of not stupid wine. <laughs> it was becoming kind of tangential. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not suggesting that you should take our RSS feed URL, write it in lighter fluid in your neighbour's lawn, and then set fire to it, so that when they look out of their bedroom window, they see our URL burning on their lawn. But that would be a great way of sharing the podcast with friends and family. I mean, possibly... Next to a large cross. <laughs> yeah, that way they'll know how cross you'll be if you don't yes. listen to the Infant Escape Room. Very um, spiral marketing and its finest... And they know you have access to fire now, so they don't want to displease you. (laughs) Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we love you lots. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. I want to run back in and grab uh, Granny's erotic fiction.